So that's uh, just a snippet from that uh, video that has gone viral. And we're joined on the uh, line now by spokesperson for uh, National Commission of uh, Police, Brigadier Vishnaidu. Brigadier Naidu, thanks so much uh, for coming on at short notice and uh, for trying to help us understand uh, what some of the implications are here. Um, very good afternoon to you, uh, Sakina. Yes, um, I hear the, the line that you are trying to take now is uh, in terms of uh, what can be done when somebody uh, falls victim to a crime, particularly a woman who, be, who is a victim of a crime uh, perpetrated by uh, another individual. In a case like this, um, Sakina, there's various factors to consider. We can take over the case as a state case, as, uh, as we call it, where we can, uh, you know, if it's been witnessed by a police officer or if it's witnessed by an individual who's prepared to give us a, a, a statement to, to have the case investigated, then we can, we can register a docket, investigate it. But ultimately, the most important thing is to, to have an opportunity to, to interview the victim. Uh, for example, if, you know, if uh, in, in this particular case, um, somebody can come forward and give us a statement, but we cannot take the video itself. And there's reasons for that, which I do not want to talk about right now, because that forms critical evidential um, or it, adds, it has critical evidential value uh, during the course of the investigation. Um, I don't want to have to, uh, you know, in my saying uh, what, what our feelings are about the video, it might be to the benefit or interest of, of uh, the person being suspected of the assault in this case. But yes, we can take over this investigation as a state case, but it always helps the course of the investigation if we have the statement of the victim that was involved um, or, the, or that was the victim of the assault. Given the high profile nature of this particular case uh, where we have now spoken to, we've heard from her sister uh, actually corroborating that uh, this is indeed uh, an authentic video. It did take place. Her sister is currently with her, but obviously um, not in a position to talk. And we spoke to a clinical psychologist who actually affirms that this is, of course, very typical of how abused people would behave. In this instance, is this something that you as the South African Police Services, given the outcry on social media and elsewhere, will you be looking into this and taking this on as the SAPS? Absolutely, Sakina. Um, Since we learned of this video this morning, we have done a lot of work um, in terms of um, uh, the investigation into this case, or should I call it the preliminary investigation into this case, we have uh, dedicated a senior police officer from the area where we believe um, the victim might be at the moment. We, this investigation is being overseen by the national head of the Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit. Um, this investigation will be conducted. Um, and of course, we, we also want to see justice prevail. There was a statement issued by the National Commissioner a short while ago expressing shock and absolute disgust. At, um, at what he's seen on this video, and his task that these dedicated that these officers be dedicated to this investigation, so that we could get to the bottom of it. We've even asked for this video to be analysed to make sure that we could, you know, we could be in a position to use this as as evidence. Uh, should we reach that stage where we would need this to be evidence for the case? So there's been a lot of work done, and yes, we're treating this case as a priority because crimes against women and children as it was outlined by the minister during his budget vote speech in May last year, is one of the priorities of the South African Police Service, and we cannot let this go by unattended to.
Brigadier Vishnaidu, um, thank you. Uh, but Brigadier, before I let you go, just a, a general question, a more general question. Um, did we lose the Brigadier there? Okay. We, oh, is he still there? Brigadier, you still there? Yes, I'm, I'm still here. Sir. Okay. I, I was just going to ask a more general question, uh, quite apart from this specific incident. So, in the general course of, you know, laying charges uh, for criminal activity, can a third party then lay a charge uh, where someone else is perhaps too scared or for whatever reason unable to come forward? Yes, they can lay a charge. If there's a history of abuse and that, and at any given time, well, anyway, that, that they can lay a charge. Bottom line is anybody can lay a charge. If they have, you as an individual, if you feel that your neighbor is beating up his kids or beating up his spouse or girlfriend, you're more than welcome to report it to the police. We will go through the course of the investigation and get whatever evidence, information uh, that, uh, that is required for the purpose of prosecution. But it's critical. That is a very good point that you've raised. And, um, you know, we, we've seen this happen before where the actual victims have not come forward. I don't want to go back now and open old wounds, but there was a very prominent case about a year and a half, two years ago, where an accused is now in jail after killing his girlfriend. So, and, but no one else came forward before that, not, not even the, the victim herself. So anybody can come forward and we would investigate that, in, uh, that case. Brigadier Vishnaidu, thanks so much for your time. A spokesperson for the National Commissioner of Police.